Good morning. I'm Pastor Sheila. Today we are focusing on the subject, a name above every name. The purpose of giving a child a name is to establish identity. A surname is the family name, and the first name is the given name. Whenever parents are expecting a child, they usually discuss various names for the baby. A name for a boy, and one for a girl. Sometimes they know in advance what the child will be, so they name the child accordingly. The name usually has a meaning for the family because it will be named after a relative of the family or a friend of the family. The most important child who was ever born, Jesus Christ, was named by God, the Heavenly Father. Isaiah 9, verse 7, tells us long before Jesus was born, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The name of Jesus Christ is superior to and above every other name. His name is greater than any other. The statement was explained clearly by the scripture that was read earlier to us from Philippians chapter 2, 9, verse 11. Christ, being in the very nature of God, made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being made in human appearance, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow in heaven, in earth, and under the earth, and every time confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name of Jesus has various meanings. His name means Savior. The word Savior means one who saves or rescues from danger. Matthew 1.21 we read, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. These are the words spoken by an angel to a man named Joseph. And Joseph was engaged to be married to a virgin named Mary. Since Joseph and Mary had had no physical union, Joseph was very troubled when he heard that Mary was with child. He was going to divorce her secretly because he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. But the angel of the Lord told him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife to his home because the child conceived in her was of the Holy Spirit. She would give birth to a son and he was to call the baby Jesus. On the day that Jesus was born, an angel appeared to shepherds on hillside in Bethlehem and announced, Today a Savior is born to you. He is Christ the Lord. When Jesus became an adult, he began to preach and to teach. And one of his central teachings was, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. He said these words, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. The key verse read to us in Philippians says Jesus became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. And through Jesus' death, he is able to save us from our sin, forgive us, free us, and deliver us from the power of sin. 
Hebrews 7.25 says, He is able to save completely those who come unto God through him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. In Acts 4, verse 12, Peter said, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by men by which we must be saved. Several years ago, a young boy fell into a water well. Fortunately, it was in the wintertime, and so the ice was frozen on the surface. He was helpless, and he began to cry out for help. His father and a brother heard him calling. They rushed to the well, put a rope down to him. They urged him to take hold of the rope and grip it. He grasped the rope, and the father and brother pulled him up and rescued him, bringing him to a safe place. This is what Jesus does for us. We cannot save ourselves from danger or the depths of sin. With cords of love, he extends his hands to us, and as we call on him and trust in him, he lifts us up from sin and brings us into a safe place, a relationship with God. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word Savior also means one who preserves now and for the future. Jesus not only saves us from sin, he saves us to a life of purpose and meaning. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that you might have life to the full. He raises us up to a spiritual life in a relationship with God, and then he also gives us, grants us eternal life, a quality of life we can never imagine. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The name Jesus also means peace. In Isaiah 9, 7, the prophet Isaiah said, his name shall be called Prince of Peace. One meaning of the word peace is harmony. Sin causes disharmony with God and internal distress. We need peace with God, with ourselves and with others. To be forgiven of our sin and be made right with God is to be in a new place. It is to have peace. We have harmony with God and inner peace when we give our lives to Jesus Christ. Therefore, being justified or made right with God by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There are many people of all ages who could testify to you that they have found harmony with God and peace within themselves by giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Another meaning of peace is calmness. Followers of Jesus need peace amidst difficult circumstances of life. Sometimes things can change very quickly. Illness, relational difficulties, unemployment, financial problems, or even the death of someone we love. The Gospel of Mark tells us about an important storm which came to the disciples of Jesus. It was unexpected. The disciples were in the fishing boat and Jesus was asleep in the back. Suddenly, a great storm arose. Strong winds developed. The boat was tossed by the waves and began to fill with water. The disciples were overwhelmed with fear and uncertainty. They woke Jesus and said, Master, don't you care if we perish? Don't you care if we drown? 
Jesus got up and spoke to the waves. He said, peace, quiet, be still. The wind died down. There was a great calm. The disciples were amazed and said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? They were no longer afraid. Jesus was able to calm both the storm and his disciples. During a severe thunderstorm uh, many years ago, a young mother gathered her children around her. They were very frightened. The thunder was roaring and the lightning was flashing. And she quoted a verse from Psalm 91. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will trust. She said when a storm is coming, a mother hen lifts her wings, her chickens come, and goes underneath her wings and she covers them until the storm is past. That is what Jesus is doing for us right now. The children was quieted by this beautiful verse and their mother's explanation. You may be experiencing a storm in your life. Please be assured that Jesus is aware of what is happening and is with you. He can speak peace to your situation and bring a calmness to you. Acts 5.31 says, God exalted him to be a prince and a savior. The name of Jesus also means Lord. Our scripture reading highlighted that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word Lord means master or ruler. Jesus was addressed as Lord by his disciples and many others. On one occasion, he asked his disciples, why do you call me Lord and not do what I say? He explained that one who comes to Jesus needs to hear his words and put them into practice. To make Jesus Lord of our life is to follow his commandment, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and our neighbor of ourselves. Jesus wants to be the center of our love the center of our mind, the center of our will. He wants to be Lord of our relationships, our decisions, our careers. The human tendency is to want to govern our own lives and to have our own way. I'm sharing a simple illustration. Suppose someone goes to the city of London and rents a car and schedules a tour guide. As we know in London, People drive on the opposite side of the road as they do in Canada, and also the steering wheel is on the opposite side. So as this one arrives at the place of the tour guide, he remains in the driver's seat. The guide comes out and instructs him, if I'm to be your guide, you must move over to the passenger seat and let me drive. The person may be reluctant to do this. I've rented this car. I want to drive myself, but the guide insists. If I am to be your guide, you must let me take the driver's seat. One soon discovers, as they travel through the streets of London, that they are very glad that they had had a guide. Jesus wants to take the reins of our lives. He wants to lead and guide us on this journey of life. We discover it is so good to have him as our guide to have him as our Lord and our master. Someday the Bible tells us that Jesus will come to rule the earth as King of Kings 
and Lord of Lords. We look forward to him setting up his kingdom on this earth. But the good news is that Jesus can set up his kingdom right now in our individual life. He can reign in us. He said to his disciples, the kingdom of God is within you. There's a little chorus we sing. Jesus be the Lord of all, the kingdoms of my heart. Jesus, I surrender all, the kingdoms of my heart. So the name Jesus means Savior, Peace, and Lord. If you need a Savior today, call on his name. If you need peace, receive the peace of Jesus. And may we all choose to make Jesus Lord of our life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in your great love, you gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to come into the world that everyone believing in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you today that if we open our lives to him, he can be our savior and forgive us. We thank you that he can give us spiritual life and eternal life. We thank you today that he can be our peace in the times of difficulty. And we thank you that if we make him Lord of our life, he will guide us safely through this life and we will one day live and reign with him. In Jesus' name, amen.